Section one of Notes of an East Coast Naturalist by Arthur Henry Patterson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Bird Notes, Part one. Swallows Nesting Sites. The swallow is extremely capricious in its choice of locations for the building of its nest, the chief object of its solicitude apparently being immunity from the inclemency of the weather rather than suitability or comfort of the situation in the summer of eighteen seventy eight a pair built their nest in the hold of the old ship agnes a brigantine of the days of nelson that had been scuttled and sunk at the entrance of a creek or drain on Braden in order to divert the current several feet of water were in the hold of the vessel no great space intervening between the surface of the water and the deck the little mud cradle suspended on a beam was half circular in shape the parent birds had access through the open hatchway and were delighted eventually to see their progeny all safely started in life notwithstanding the fact that at high water their tiny domicile was suspended in the centre of two thousand acres of not always placid salt water for some years there has been noticed here as in many other localities a steady falling off in the numbers of swallows frequenting the town certain old chimneys peopled by successive generations even having been deserted a pair built in a shaft erected immediately over a main sewer for the purposes of ventilation probably the most offensive spot on earth they could have discovered they frequented it for some years those quaint old windmills which affect so much of the drainage of the marshes and adjacent lowlands and which give such a picturesque appearance to the flat landscape are favourite quarters of this species whose nests are found inside them in the most curious of situations the birds in most cases enter and leave the mill through broken window panes or a decayed and crumbled corner of a door or shutter sometimes through some niche above a misfitting door or shutter i have overhauled several mills and been astonished at the spots chosen by the erratic birds into a beam a marshman had driven a large nail to serve probably as a clothes peg to this beam was attached a half circular nest the bottom of it resting on the spike which still protruded a couple of inches beyond it this portion served as a perch to the bird temporarily off duty as the accumulated droppings on the floor below bore testimony to in another instance a brick had crumbled away in the mill wall and a swallow appropriated the vacant space placing in one corner a nest the quarter of a circle in shape another erected its nest on the top of a crossbeam which was a mere circular raised rim 
deeper certainly but very like a quoit inside this circle was a sprinkling of grass bents horsehair and a few small white feathers dropped by the marsh ducks on one occasion i found a nest built saucer shaped on a beam it was quite detached and my removing and replacing it did not seem much to disturb or concern the parent birds another built half circular was attached to the main shaft of a mill the droppings from the birds forming a complete circle on the floor caused by the shaft turning when the mill was in use of course the nest did not always stop in the same position but it was very evident that the parents thought this nothing unusual for they successfully saw their labours ended a low one-arched bridge just above the marsh level crosses a wide ditch at tunstall near Acol, a few miles from yarmouth the railway runs over it and a stout iron rod bisects the arch only a foot or two from the water on this rod in eighteen ninety six two pairs of swallows balance their nests each very like an inverted saucepan lid in shape they lined them with horsehair and rooks feathers on to this crazy support they fix their nests by bracket-like attachments of mud daubed on below as if to shore them up here for all the frequent roar and rumble above and often furious draughts below all but one or two eggs were hatched out surely an odd place upon which to attach a nest was a swinging half-door in an old disused outhouse perched upon the wind-swept sand-cliffs at scratby the door must have swung with every puff of wind a still more curious sight was the open top of a pint mug left on the shelf of a marsh shepherd's hut easy entrance was gained through a circular hole cut for the stovepipe the mouth of the mug appeared to have been first crossed by grass bents fastened securely by mud mortar to the edges upon this platform a nest as large as a shallow breakfast cup was constructed and eggs laid therein a swallow was observed flitting in and out of a mill tower as late as the twenty fifth of december the occurrence created some surprise and on a marshman repairing to the mill to his astonishment he found a young bird suspended from the nest by a horsehair its leg having become entangled in a loop which held it a prisoner the old bird's joy on seeing its offspring released was touching and there is every reason to believe they spent their new year in a sunnier clime fortunately it had been an exceptionally mild winter or probably both would have perished it is probable that to sleep under more peaceful and comfortable conditions than their parasite haunted nesting quarters afford them the swallows and their kindred resort in the late summer and autumn to the extensive reed beds margining the broads 
here they roost by hundreds and sometimes thousands they finish the labours of the day by taking short flights to and fro before settling for the night a confused chattering heralds the dawn and before daylight has given definiteness of aspect to the mazy labyrinths of reed and rush they have already begun their daily occupation above and around in the dim twilight they remind one of snowflakes twirling about in august they are astir two hours after midnight within a few feet of a throw from a water-wheel driven by a steam drainage mill a ligger or plank spans a sluice connected with the river bure people are constantly walking over the ligger yet in spite of this a pair of swallows attach their nest beneath it surely the birds with very little trouble could have secured a far quieter as well as more comfortable site stranded rock birds few resorts of the naturalist are of greater interest to him than the tide mark on the seashore for there are constantly to be found there objects claiming his attention and varying with the seasons or the ever-changing moods of old ocean amongst them the sports of accident and misadventure figure largely and there is always the possibility and even probability of discovering amongst the commonplace and familiar debris creatures of rare or curious interest it has been my practice usually after strong northerly gales or easterly winds of undue continuance or boisterousness to hunt along the line of flotsam flung upon the strand by the farthest reaching billows most noticeable among the birds which mishap brings there are the various rock birds under which title may be included the puffin the guillemot the razorbill and the little auk in recent years the guillemot uria troily has been the most frequent and numerous sufferer whereas in the seventies and before the razorbill alcatorda preponderated these rock birds can hardly lay claim to the title of local birds they are simply wayfarers brought into the neighbourhood by their persistent following of the herring or as in the case of the puffin fraticula artica and the little orc mergulus alla when on migration north and south to and from their nesting quarters at such times when a set-in of bad weather disturbs the surface of the sea the pelagic fishes on which they prey seek deeper waters the birds too buffeted by winds and waves become exhausted and starved and are gradually driven shorewards where the breakers complete their discomfiture at such times feeble birds may be observed making spasmodic efforts to escape beyond the breaking surf and occasionally partially succeeding 
only to be buffeted again into the fatal breakers and eventually thrown ashore dead or incapacitated i have seen wearied out birds sitting doubled up on the margin of the highest wave sweep on occasion they would make a strenuous effort and wildly scuttle into the wash and get out again and at chance times they have taken wing only to fall into the trough of the sea just beyond the curl of the billows after severe gales i have found numbers strewn dead along the tide mark feather bedraggled and stiff-limbed guillemots found alive and placed in an aviary invariably die all that i have tried to coax back into life and health have survived but a few hours or a day or two at the outside even birds taken at sea under more favourable conditions cannot be made to feed and cramming seems of little use they scramble about for a while most awkwardly and in nearly every case are found with wings extended dead upon their breasts next morning birds taken from their native rocks uninjured even after coming on to feed die one by one on dissection many birds that i have picked up on the beach have been observed to be without the least particle of fatty matter the breastbone being very prominent and the tissues between the flesh and the skin peculiarly bubbled or inflated with air the late mr j h gurney records in the zoologist that on the eleventh of may eighteen fifty one vast numbers were found on the shore between cromer and yarmouth one man collecting for manure four cartloads partly composed of seaweeds but principally of dead birds little auk the little auk too has often been a sufferer from adverse winds the same conditions of weather apply to these as to the guillemots but whereas the guillemots are seldom found dead or dying beyond the reach of the high water mark this little rock bird as if endeavouring to get beyond the fury of the elements even makes inland to fall eventually from exhaustion sometimes in the oddest of places in someone's garden in a village churchyard or in the roadway unlike its larger relatives the little auk is a frequenter of the deeper waters and seldom approaches the shore unless driven towards it by stress of weather and it seems to me that it is during the period of migration that local casualties are most to be noted from the following notes the reader may form his own conclusions on this subject the northeast gales of march end in nineteen hundred were fatal to many rock birds on the second and third of april between yarmouth and winterton several puffins and little auks were found stranded the numbers noted were thirty little auks two razorbills one great northern diver two guillemots twenty puffins 
fifty dead puffins mostly immature were counted in a three-mile walk late in previous february after a week's heavy easterly winds in march nineteen o one i went to ormsby walking home by the beach at the base of the cliffs in places a great deal of drift had been blown and amongst it a number of unfortunate rock birds i found several guillemots puffins and little orcs only two or three of the former being in a fit state to bring away their rather rapid decomposition and the onslaughts of rooks and crows having spoiled them two razorbills gilled themselves in a herring net not far from the shore when pursuing herrings among which they themselves perished on the eighth of february eighteen ninety on the first of january eighteen ninety five a little orc was shot on braden and some excitement in gunning circles was created by the event subsequently through stress of weather norfolk was invaded by weary little travellers of this species and before the end of the month two hundred and eighty-five had been recorded i met with a stuffed example of the little orc in march nineteen o two in which the white neck was continued round the occiput mr b dye a blind naturalist was as mr j h gurney remarks the first to notice this variation in a specimen taken a year previously this he imagines to be the perfect winter plumage kittiwake gull the least frequently seen of the smaller local gulls is the kittiwake rissa tridactyla it is a peculiarly marine species spending much of its time far out at sea and is only to be observed near shore in stormy weather or more usually passing high overhead inland in tumbling erratic flight severe gales occasionally prove too much for the bird's endurance and at times many perish to be presently toppled ashore and become a prey to the hooded crows i found no fewer than thirty mixed up with dead razorbills along the beach on the sixteenth of february eighteen ninety in a day or two but mere remnants remain the wings attached to the clean-picked sternum being found scattered here and there in very severe and protracted frosts these fragments are again overhauled and every muscular particle left is torn out and devoured swallow migrations the passing away of the swallows in autumn to sunnier lands where they delight to spend those months of absence from us is to them a somewhat momentous matter for days previous they have been holding twittering congress in the reed beds at the broad margins varied with short periods of reflection in long black lines upon the nearest telegraph wires or if in the town itself 
have gathered together upon some sloping roof facing the east as if welcoming the sun's warm rays and yet with all this demonstration they usually manage to slip away unobserved and it is only on very rare occasions that we are privileged to see them actually travelling south in the eighties i observed a continuous stream of swallows flying past me just over the housetops forging ahead silently and swiftly each bird had about a cubic yard of space to himself as this flight took place over the town i could not estimate the width of the flock but it was an unbroken procession which continued for nearly half an hour on the eighth of october eighteen ninety two i was rambling upon the northern sandhills when i presently found myself in the midst of a similar emigration silently and persistently as before the birds trooped by some just skimming over the marum grasses others passing by at a higher altitude i could have caught many easily with a landing net even here i could not estimate the extent of the flock they seemed as difficult to calculate as the flakes of a snowstorm it is noticeable that odd birds occasionally remain behind probably it may be some late hatched youngster fearful to travel or perhaps an old bird anxiously awaiting the fledging of a belated brood such birds look sadly out of place flitting to and fro before the yellowing reed clumps in the pelting rain or snatching at the flies dejectedly hanging around our windows or dully resting under the eaves on a sunnier side of the house well into november one year i watched from day to day a pair of birds feeding their progeny which they had at length to leave to their fate this fact may help to account for the young dead birds found now and again in the nests on the marsh mills or lying shrivelled on the floor the poor weak things having fluttered out of the nest in their endeavours to follow their anxious parents i think it was in eighteen ninety five that on boxing day a swallow was shot on the deans hungry crows during a severe spell of frost in february eighteen seventy nine braden became almost completely frozen over broken only here and there by a narrow wake in a strongly tidied run the marshlands were covered with snow and the hooded crows became exceedingly hungry and bold some wildfowl resting upon the ice attracted the attention of one of the punt gunners who contrived after some skilful manoeuvring to get within range of them pulling the trigger he succeeded in killing a couple but before he could manage to secure his victims a party of watchful hoodies fell upon the ducks and began tearing them to pieces before his very eyes snatching up a shoulder gun he let fly at them 
laying three dead upon the ice when he scrambled out and secured them all on similar occasions when hard pressed it is interesting to watch these sturdy birds carefully patrolling the ice and the flint walls in search of crippled or dead wildfowl and patches of blood dotting the ice or snow with a few scattered feathers lying about amid a confusion of crow footprints are wonderfully suggestive here a gull has been torn to pieces and there a dead fowl a well-defined series of double footprints leading towards a common centre mark where a hungry crow alighted and walked in to help his companion occasionally one can discern by a tinier blood spot and a very few dottings of the hoodie's toes where a hapless dunlin was discovered bolted almost if not altogether whole and the finder had departed without more ado in search of other carrion or victims when fairly on the hunt the hooded crow will single out a dunlin from a flock and deliberately chase it down nor will he hesitate when hard pressed to skin a dead comrade and devour him i have found the skins of guillemots rooks and small gulls turned inside out by crows as neatly as could have been done by a taxidermist and certainly with greater apparent ease and i have known a hoodie appropriate half a coconut washed up on the beach and clean out the contents and the vile meals this bird contentedly makes off carrion beggar description altogether in this locality the hooded crow is deserving of protection i do not think the numbers visiting us to-day are so great as thirty years ago hoodie has a decided partiality for mussels old bradeners affirm that in severe weather when the tide has fallen and the runs or deeper channels were clear of ice the hooded crow repaired thither and sought for these mollusks wrenching one from its byssus fastenings the bird would fly up to a certain height and drop it upon the hard surface of the ice descending to devour the contents at its leisure failing to smash it at the first attempt the bird would drop it from a yet greater height until the desired end was attained the same thing obtains in open weather the bivalves being dropped upon the flint walls and the broken fragments discussed upon the grass bare apex of the wall above in certain spots quite an accumulation of broken shells is to be found in the winter hooded crows are seen in considerable numbers on the flats when collecting for the northern flight at march end hundreds many of them apparently paired were seen there on the thirty first of march eighteen ninety eight the latest recorded were five on the eleventh of may nineteen hundred four were seemingly trying to persuade a drooping-winged comrade to try and risk the journey 
my earliest record of returning birds is the twenty-second of june eighteen ninety six when i saw six on the marshes swifts it has always been a puzzle to me what becomes of the annual increase of the swift from my earliest remembrance some six pairs of these birds have yearly made their nesting quarters in the eaves of an old house on the quay facing the south about a hundred yards or so north of the haven bridge regularly they put in an appearance about the middle of may the dates varying slightly according to the winds from the twelfth to the seventeenth in course of time about thirty individuals may be counted and their elders early summer sweeps and curvetings are noisily repeated by the younger members of the community swifts are singularly rhythmical in their merry wheelings to and fro the whole body curving off to the right or left or in mounting with circular rushes in unison as if impelled by a common impulse in fine weather and again in stormy they are often given to vociferous screaming as if rioting were necessary to express the joy of living their shrill notes seem to imply various high-flying flies appear to be their favourite prey i have found a teaspoonful of flies stowed away in the gullet of a dead swift the st mark's fly bibio marci is assiduously pursued on two occasions i have found dead swifts on the steeple balcony at the base of the spire of st nicholas church and in each instance the blowfly had discovered the carcasses a depression in the atmosphere having most probably carried the scent earthwards the birds had no doubt struck the steeple in their late evening flight in the autumn just before leaving great numbers used to fly along the sand hills covering many miles in their flight backwards and forwards End of section one